0: Okay bismillah al-rahman rabbil alamin wal aqibatu lil muntqin wa la alajan illa ala al zalimin was salawat wa salamullahi wa ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursalin sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi yaj'alna allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla wa anta taj'alul hazna idha syi'ta sahla allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa syukrika wa husni ibadatika ya rabbal karim assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh right so then so this is our last lesson for academic year 6 um and um it's only going to be a short one because the the salah is in exactly one hour and so we need to kind of try and pack everything in um uh well as efficient as possible which basically means that i've got to stop waffling yeah so which and talking of waffling where did we get to last week because i can't work out anywhere i started or where i ended anyone any have a handle on that did we actually do anything last week at all Huh?
1: To read
0: fingers. 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 Yeah. Yeah, That's together. all I did last week. Mm-hmm. Just, Just fingers. Hadith of? of? Oh sugar, food. it's not. Yeah. 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 Why well, was that by the way? Yeah. Why are we talking about hadith for? Talking about different levels of white different Oh yeah, was when we were there was one person in that level of the
1: chain.
0: Yeah. And that's why they made wajib ben makruh as a, a thingy. And that was why? Why were we talking about wajib ben makru? What was Makru? just just whatever chat, yeah? Yeah, probably. That's not very good. Anyway, hello. So, um, yeah, because today I, I want to really definitely get onto the hands. Um, so let's read at least the the text uh, of the uh, thingy. Uh we are at uh Ewa Rafa Anyadehi, Madbu Matela Sabe, Mamduda, Hadwaman Kibahi, Kesajuudi, Wa Yusmi or Al Ima Manhalfe Mukakera Atihi, Fia Walate Rani, Fia Walete Rayra Dhraini Wa Gai Ruhu Nefsenhu. Some Mayak with Kuwa yusrahu Tehdesur Rati. So, Yani Maybe we can get to where we want to get to, but let's say. Uh, in English Oh yeah, I forgot to put it up. Anyway, um, so he raises his hands, stretching out his fingers and uh, uh, stretching out his fingers, uh, but keeping them together. yes, yeah, so not like that. So, so not like that and not like that. So the two يعني, for, were, verbs or adjectives,. ممدودة. So they are together, and they are outstretched. Okay, so at the level of his uh, uh, shoulders, such as when he is in sujood. So we're, we're happy with that. Okay, and the Imam, he will make sure. Oh, this is, yeah, we were talking about this how to say the word about how the guy behind hears it. Remember, yusmi'u. How do you make, what, do you, what should we translate it to say that the guy behind should hear me, the Imam? That's where we were. So, how did we get from there into hadith? before okay, it. Hand huh? hand maybe hand positions or something like that so basically what is this and this is now on page 32 of Al-Mumti' so Sheikh is basically saying that according to the situation the Imam has got to make sure that the people behind him hear him Okay. so uh, he goes if there's only one person praying behind you then you can recite quietly yani, very quietly but if there is a large uh, body of people then you must raise your voice of course, if you have a microphone, then that covers the situation there as well. And um, and if a person cannot do that, cannot make himself heard, then he is allowed to seek help for that to happen. Such as what the Prophet ﷺ did. يَعْنِي إِسْتَعَانَ يُبَلِّغُ عَنْهُ The mubaligh is the one that does tabliq. Okay, the mubaligh. Tabliq means to pass on. Yeah? and uh and bulugh of course is when you pass from the prepubescent to puberty and yani the uh, tabligh is when you go out and you you know the, the is that we call tabliris they go out and they do the da'wah passing on the word the muballigh is the one who carries it on the muballigh here is the one who passes on the sound we also know this person as a muqabbir the muqabbir is the one who you know says you know, if the speaker goes out and he's the one who goes, Allahu Akbar, and then you say, Samyallahu al-Muhammad, he goes, Rabbana wa al you know what I'm talking about, yeah. So, this is a person that can be used, such as, for example, when the Prophet ﷺ did that, when uh, 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 Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu came and prayed together, وَكَانَ صَلَىٰهِ وَسَلَامُهُ عَلَيْهِ مَرِيَضًا لَيُسْمِعُ صَوْدُهُ الْمَأْمُومِينَ And this was at the end of his life. And of course, he was very weak at that time. He was dying, of course. And he could not raise his voice to make sure the people behind could see him. So at that time, even narrated that he sat down, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and Abu Bakr stood. And he was speak, uh, reciting very quietly. And Abu Bakr radiallahu was the louder visual version of the Prophet. ﷺ. So, in that last penultimate prayer, or few prayers before his death, a.s. he led the prayer, sat at the front. Abu Bakr standing right next to him, and actually, that's what you could really see. As like the, Abu Bakr, so he was effectively the pseudo Imam, and the people were following Abu Bakr's voice and movements. Even though the Prophet ﷺ was moving and making takbir, this is the concept of the muballigh. Okay, um, and if there is no uh, thingy, uh, if there is no need, then you uh, sh- one should not do it. That's the irritating thing that we said about going to the Haram and you see this guy, you know, doing all the special effects and you know <inaudible> making it a feature of the going to the, the Haram. And I get it that people when they hear that guy's voice or on a cassette, or a CD, or an MP3, they get all kind of you know, nostalgic and whatever, but we're about sunnah, not nostalgia, right? So it's, uh, we shouldn't be having that kind of thing. If there is an argument, and there is, there is, if there is an argument that is not the issue that we can't hear him because he has a microphone, but the issue that even one mistakbir would throw the whole massive 2 million jama'ah into chaos, Therefore, we need a backup system where the guy is standing at a separate place and he can physically see the imam um, and he's not dependent upon the whatever. Then there's an argument there. But then I want to make sure that that guy is then seeing the imam. And I think he does through the camera system. Okay, because he's in a room. He's not on a platform anymore. In Meshad Nebu is different. He's on the platform. But in Makkah, he's in like some security random room. Okay. And so he's watching the screen. Uh, But then if that's the case, then we want him to do takbir and not create his own musical show. You know what I'm saying? He creates his own performance. Then he loses the knot and we go, whatever. So we don't want that. So um, uh, the author says the imam must make the people behind him hear. So Sheikh Uthameen says, does this mean that that's recommended to do or is it obligatory? And that's a very important question. Is it obligatory for the imam to be heard? What if like the, 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 reason important, the question is important, if you're leading the prayer, and this has happened certainly to me, I mean, I would put it into the hundreds of times it's happened to me, that you completely forget that you're leading a people. So you just jump into your normal individual prayer. Yeah, and so you're not saying takbir for anyone, you're just, you know, you're just chilling and praying by yourself. You go all the packs behind you, you yeah, don't know what was, what's going on. Mm-hmm. right? So what happens in that scenario? Al-Mushhur bin al-Madhab, so the established position from the Hanbali school is that this is a recommended action only and not obligatory. وَأَنَّ goes the extra far. That the imam should be raising his voice uh, only minimally, just like a person who's praying by himself. There's no difference. He's not obligated to make his voice uh, uh, raised. Um, uh, but they recommend him to do it so that it makes it easier for the people and you can kind of see what's going on uh there why because the asal of the prayer is that it's dhikr the asal of the prayer is that it's it's a uh uh it's a moment of of reflection and meditation and as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wala tajhar bi salatika wa tu khafit biha wa bataghay as allah says in surah al-isra' uh don't uh make your prayer very loud and don't yani uh biha don't make it silent wa bataghay uh, and you, and you seek a, a, a position between these two. So not very loud, not shouting, and not very uh, quiet. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, okay, Lower your voice. That the worst of these sounds is the sound of a braying donkey. You know people going, ah, it's braying, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got to keep your sound quiet. And that's the asl. Of ibadah, asal of dhikr, asal of. So I want you to know that we don't have a chanting. Our deen is not one of chanting. That's important, by the way. Okay? Uh, I need to spend a few words on this, say a few things about this. When I, I use this phrase a lot, it's very important you're comfortable whenever I say the asal, the asal, the asal. The asal means the status quo, the basic position. Okay? The mainstream basic reality, the asal. The foundation, right? So the asal in our faith is that it's a quiet one and a private one, all right? Unlike other faiths, all right? Um, or um, I, I don't know. Actually, is there a loud faith? Christian. I don't know about that. I was about to say that, but they're not really. They're actually they're, uh, that, that. That would be the same as saying that the Muslims are loud because we make talbiyah you see talbiyah is a sunnah to be very loud and proud and in your face and Takbiratul eid as well meant to be done loud and yani you know in the month of uh, dhul hijjah as well the companions would walk through the market saying it very loudly and whatever but would we then judge the deen based upon those moments of dhikr it would be unfair to say that what, we would say that would be the exception what
1: if doing every
0: week? uh every week yeah I, I don't think gospel is, is is Christian orthodoxy i you know I, I mean I don't know I, I, I you know someone needs to educate me on that, but I think the black choir gospel scene i don't think is orthodox Christianity they're just chilling, yeah,' just culture coming, and you know let's have a sing song and let's say yeah, It comes naturally to those folks yeah I'm saying they love it. We love it as well, yeah honey, a little bit. just we put it in Bollywood films that's all well that we mentioned that on Saturday at, at Dominion right that uh there is in the in the in the Bible and the gospel in the, in the in the in the in the Old Testament and New Testament uh they go in with hymns of the songs of and they call the songs of David the songs of David even the we know it was Kira'ah and Tasbih. So we know that the Prophet when well, told us about the Qira'ah of, of Dawood that he had the mizmar uh, that Abu Musa al-Ash'ari had the mizmar min Mazamir al-Dawood Yani you, you, your Qira'ah is so beautiful that you have a flute from the flutes of Dawood and we know his tasbih is yani, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praising his tasbih all the time and the Christians translated that, well the Jews I guess okay uh, and then obviously taken to the next level by the Christians they translated as the Songs of David and uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe that is the basis for gospel singing. Is it a loud faith? I don't know. I, I think the reason why it's important to say this is because nearly every deviant type of sect within Islam certainly is characterized by a bit of loudness. You know what I'm saying? So chanting and... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just want people to recognize that our deen is a... In principle, it's a quiet, private... Yeah, any respectful, meditative type of din until the exception occurs. Um, but do they are they meant to chant out loud? I don't think they do. I'm not sure we can I, I, I I I get like when I think of the Jews. I mean, and obviously we've got to focus on orthodoxy. When I think of orthodox Jews, I don't get loudness. I don't feel loudness. In fact, I feel very much the opposite. I think that. In actual fact, it could be just another one of those examples of of the Muslims being in the middle. Jews I see as super hush, super quiet, super you know dark, black, whatever, you know, everything is just dark and hidden and covered. And I think Christians is very much, you know, out there and loud and whatever, and we're somewhere in the middle. We've got a lot of this and a bit of that. mean something like that. So um, but that's the asl. If there's a need, then we need to portray sound. We need to portray sound, okay? so um, that's what Shaykh Uthameen says that even though the madhab says that we should the imam is only recommended actually the author, Imam al-Hajjawi his statement indicates obligation that's at the top of page, page 33 because he says because in the next line he's going to say that other than the imam only has to make himself heard uh, other than the imam only needs to recite to himself so that he can hear it okay um so yeah uh, Annie. so in that sense My goodness me. Situation's out of control, bro. Situation is out of control. Oof. Oof. Oh my goodness. Oof. What do we do here, folks? <laughs> Chutti. Chutti yeah See, so we, we've got two scenarios here Oh, yes What a shot Yes, yes, brother Oh, yes This is Timbits, bro Oh, yes Although I think we can reverse the, You know what, just push that back to them Because, you know, otherwise it becomes a headache And we'll, we'll let them share that one Yes This is legit, yeah, legit Legitimate, Legitimate. All right I want to understand. Do we give? Do we have a party now, <laughs> or do we have it after? Because you know, then after the uncles take over, and then it all becomes miserable. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: not,
0: not you, uncle. Uh, not you, uncle. You're not part of the uncles' uncles. <laughs> <laughs> because, yani you know what I'm saying. Help me out here, folks, some Irshad Right now, yeah. I need a vote quickly. I need a vote of hands. Do we do this in the lesson or after the lesson? Sorry, in the lesson, put your hands up. Okay, after the lesson. What was that? So, what about the people who didn't put their hands up? What were they saying? Is that abstaining? Yeah. Hello, then. All right. So, if we're going to do it like that there goes one out. So let me just say that Ajmal, masha'Allah, has obviously stepped in as usual. And we are. The one person you will see online, you won't see Naveed commenting on. You know, everyone who's used the portal, you'll see Naveed asking questions. The reason he's not online is because he's here with us in person today, masha'Allah. So Naveed and Hassan have come from Birmingham, and they've doing some legit work here, as you can see. So we'll give you guys on that. Alright, and there you go. Masha'Allah, Tabarak Party mix. Uncle, I think this is for you, especially party mix.
1: <laughs>
0: Had you made this up? Honestly. Now, there's no diet time tonight. Rose coming as well. This is, yani, party time. Oh my goodness gracious me. Look at that. What a fitner. People online are thinking, right, that's another lesson, bites of dust. <laughs> You know, I think I might have to bismillah this one myself because I do like the old callable. I'm not going to lie. a bit partial to that. I ain't got no time for this one. What's this? Oh, my. Oh, I'll tell you what. We we'll love the, we'll the jumbo versions. What a fit. custom, you lot are bad, you know that. Okay, you want something, is? Yeah. Bismillah. Oh, what a shot. Okay, fizzy boys. yeah, fizzy. <laughs> Yara you've got Oh what is that Oh Watermelon Subhanallah I'm a massive Watermelon fan Shaz You're on a diet today yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't get upset I'm not passing anything Your way Oh You know what I'm just open it up again the <laughs> <Open a> bucket <laughs> <laughs> Oh It's me pop you're not up. my goodness me what is up in there what is this three months these hungry packers they will knock that out within two minutes you're not so bad you know none of you come here to learn All if you just come here to lunch? So, okay. اللهم بارك لهم فيما رزقتهم لهم اللهم بارك لهم فيما رزقتهم لهم أفطر وأكل طعامكم الأبرار وسلت عليكم اللهم may
1: Allah
0: سبحانه وتعالى bless all those people who provide from us from their means and bless them therein may Allah سبحانه وتعالى make those people who eat and provide from the thankful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from the grateful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow the people who break their fast to break fast with you. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make you eat with the people of as Allahumma ameen. Those are some of the du'as of the Prophet sallallahu sallam, with respect to those who continue to uh, cause this fitna every single week. We beg that next year will be the year of change.
1: New-,
0: New Year's resolution or something like that. Hopefully, we hope. We can hope. It's fake hope to be honest. Right, okay us, Yes suits, Yeah Shut up Say Unbelievable This is the You <laughs> lot Ruined the, the internet oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's full legit you now <laughs> <laughs> No, the lesson's gone We've got off, a lot of flying Non-uniform day <laughs> Non-uniform day <laughs> how, long, how long has it been down for?
1: Literally,
0: when you start the du'a. Say, kassm. That's the answer of the du'a. see that? Don't mess with the du'a. Well, you know what? I'm <laughs> delighted with that news. Why don't you continue, do we? Or do we? <laughs> Folks, you know what it is? I have a responsibility to this masjid, and that includes not passing these donuts out, because you'll make a mess. Okay? Yeah. I was say, man. Uh, it's not right. I'm the responsible person here. We'll come to you. <laughs> you can come. But I'll have to make sure that your hands are washed and that no, you've no, no, no. I have to feed you your yeah, like a bread as well. Like my tie like this. You can do that as well. I want you to do that thing as well. <laughs> you just stay right there, son. So what's happening? I don't think we should continue. That's it's not fair to the people online. No, yeah not fair it's just some loyalty have you sent a message out to people online or not Zephyr you are kidding me they're there five minutes and you're Not, not thingy and you're to- unbelievable with that you're not online those links need to be posted online anyway what we're we talking about, Hajmuneer Sab, you come and you attended, and you've broken the internet. Now the lesson is lesson is cancelled. I don't know if this is your fault or your blessing. Naveed, with respect to the question, I've been thinking about it. The question is. We'll just do some random stuff until we get back up, uh, online, inshallah. Um, so the question is about pregnant women and breastfeeding women. I posted something on Facebook about that today. You know, this is a controversial issue. You know, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an that whoever from you is maryadan or min Whoever from you is sick or on a journey, then fa'iddatun min ukhar, then make up those days from... Other days, yeah, any other days, yeah. This, I uh, led to a big discussion concerning the various groups of people who are exempt from fasting. So those who those people who are permanently uh, uh, ill, um, or they're on medication, for example, that doesn't allow them if they to, if they were to miss the, uh, the the medication, their situation would worsen. This person never needs to fast ever again in their life. Okay and uh, for this person they pay a fidya an expiation and that expiation is about we say fiver a day okay a fiver a day worth of food of staple food the question is is that that's easy for a person who's never going to recover as for the people who are going to recover that they're temporarily ill then they take the day off and then they make it up afterwards so the pregnant woman and the breastfeeding woman where do they lie with respect to which category should they go in should they go into a category of people who can make it up afterwards or not or what? And the scholars differed over this. Abu Hanifa, alayhi rahmatullah, his position was that you fast um, only and that's it. Nothing more to be done. Uh, you got to make up those fasts. Across the board, the vast majority of scholars, all four imams, insist that the fasts need to be made up. Okay, this is pregnancy and breastfeeding. The idea being that the pregnant woman, she fasts, she becomes weak, it affects the embryo, blah, blah, blah and the breastfeeding woman, she doesn't eat, breast milk suffers, baby suffers, blah, blah, blah. Increased tiredness, that leads to potential yeah, increased infection problems, immune system down, blah, 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 blah. This is of course not an obligation, but this is a reality, and some women get more affected than others, yeah, not even an issue at all, and many of our women fasting day and night in these scenarios, never an issue. However, it is clear that they have a concession to not fast. The real question is that do we have to make up the fast or not? Abu Hanifa says fast only. Ahmed and Shafi, they added more tafsir. They said that it depends upon whether she fears for herself or fears for her child. If she fears for her herself only, then just making up and in. And uh, they had the any uh, details, and they all mentioned the thing, uh, different things. And then there is the controversial opinion, which is the opinion which was famously held by Abdullah Ibn Abbas and a number of other scholars as well, including Abdullah Ibn Umar, radhiyallahu anhumah. What's that position? That there is no fast to make up. So the woman who's pregnant and breastfeeding, unlike her menses, okay, so when a woman is menstruating, are we up yet, Shaz? Yeah, we are. We are. And actually, you think you, I want you to communicate everyone and, yes. see, and see them reply, reply. They're saying that we're back? We're
1: back. I yeah, all
0: no, but they are seeing it live, yeah? They're commenting that we're back, yeah? So everybody online, we didn't do anything uh, for them because we love you so much. We didn't eat anything either. <coughs> but kind of, Yanni. Yeah, we Just tasting. We're just tasting. Yeah, just... Uh, just. Oh, right. Really, yeah? So at the moment, they've just had a gap kind of thing, yeah? Yeah, mm. yeah so we'll put the new video... Well, there's no point even me saying that, because the people who come to the portal later will only see the other one, isn't it? And yeah. for them, it won't, they won't even notice yeah. that if, Yeah, yeah. Anyway, whenever you're seeing this video, you'll get the full version, don't worry. So we just decided to answer the question about pregnant and breastfeeding women with fasting. So um, the, the minority position was that know that she just pays like the person who's permanently ill. And that's it. So these are the main uh, mainstream positions. Um, uh, for me, the position which is completely unacceptable is the one which is held by, you could almost argue the majority, which is that you fast and pay your fidya. For me, it's either got to be what Abu Hanifa said, which is that you fast and you make it up? That's the safest position. There's no doubt about that. That's also the position of Sheikh Khaled, for example, and always has been. That a woman, yani, she makes up those fasts by themselves. That's it. No penalty. No expiation. No nothing needed. You see, the idea that you paid, you you fast and expiate is almost like you're paying for the concession. You know, I don't like that. There's no basis for that, yani, from the Sharia point of view. I mean, I don't know. There's no basis, but anyway. And as for me personally, I feel very comfortable and I'm convinced by the position that a woman does not need to make up that fast. Because I believe that in Asal, it is harmed. She is harmed and the baby does suffer and, uh, in, the, in, the, in a normative scenario. And I don't believe that in that kind of situation, therefore, a woman is to, uh, be obliged to fast. And then therefore, unlike what Shakihlan and Abu Hanifa and that school would say that the Qiyas, the analogy of the breastfeeding and a pregnant woman is with a sick person... I say that it's with a permanently sick person. The permanently sick person is a person, yeah, it, uh, take take gender and and uh, uh, things away, just look at what's happening. I think what's happening is this person is so ill, that if they were to attempt to fast, they would end up doing the odd one, and the majority they wouldn't, and they would pack up so much, there would be a ridiculous number, and you'd have hundreds of days to make up. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed that person to pay off. I think what's the difference between that and a pregnant and breastfeeding woman? Yeah, any, any normal, and, and I mean normal, non-liberal, safe, yani yeah, uh, environment woman in her childbearing age is going to want to follow the sunnah of rep- uh, child reproduction, not going to want to you know stick to just one child and two child, yeah, two point four kids of the west, but whatever she and her body can handle. Let's just assume three or four children, okay, and that will be over a period of yani yeah, every couple of years a child based upon the idea that breastfeeding is a natural uh, contraceptive, a natural contraceptive, which is not 100%, but it causes a little bit of difficulty for conception. Okay, Progesterone, I think, yeah? The increased
1: progesterone?
0: Prolactin, prolactin. <laughs> yeah. So the increased prolactin is acting... In, yeah, not, it's, it's just an indication. A, bit, a body's indicating of way of trying to stave off the, 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 the second kid coming. So a person over 10 years, you'd expect... Easily with three, four kids to not fast. Pregnancy, breastfeeding, breasting, pregnancy, breastfeeding, breastfeeding. Preg- so we could end up you know, just over ten year period with with a year's worth of fast to make up. Mission. Mission. And there are women that are all sitting there you know, planning, right? We're gonna knock it out in the winter like this, that blah blah. Women's lives are madness there. They all plan this that. Anyway, for me, like I said, I find this position to be most convincing. That they don't need to make up the fast I accept that the safer position is to Mm -hmm. fast And I think it's sufficient for a woman to pay for every single day A sum of money that will purchase food for a poor person Mm -hmm. And that's it And that's what my position is And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best And with respect to a woman who feels that she can give it a go And one day on, two days off to see how it happens I think that's permissible I think it's allowed for her to do that And when she doesn't fast, I don't think she needs to make it up and that's my, that's, that's, that's my opinion. Any immediate uh, queries? Yes, Selma? Uh, so is that, something you, is that
1: position you teach? Because I think it's a reality for a lot of our
0: women. Yeah, it is a, a position, it, it is a position that I reluctantly teach. And the reason I reluctantly teach it is not because I don't believe in it, but because I get so much headache for it. Yeah. Not because I, I definitely believe. And I, I mean, with my local people and open... I'm telling them all the time. But I mean, that's a small group of people that the rest of the people want to know. But they, 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 you know, there's a huge level of immaturity out there in dealing with an opinion that's outside the opinion of the four imams. On one side, that's a good thing. On the other side, it's an ignorant thing. So I, I'm very happy that people would say to me, "You know what? zakal leker, I prefer to sit with the four imams." I want people to say things like that because I want people to increase in their respect for sticking to a position that four imams agree on because that's no joke. But I don't like any... The ignorance of the other side that that kind of say that if a person was to go outside the four imams, this is kufr. you are mubtadiyah, you are this... And that's actually a really loud voice at the moment. So it's a headache. But anyway, yeah. You said uh, the fidya. Yeah. Said when she's not fasting, right? Yes. Okay. What do you mean when she's not fasting? When you said that you know, she can make up the fast or give the fidya. When you said five pounds per day. Yeah, I'm saying that a woman who f- didn't fast as a breastfeeding or pregnant woman, she didn't fast then I'm giving her the option of paying away those fasts instead of of fasting. Mm -hmm. Instead of fasting. If she decides to make up the fast, that's even better. Mm -hmm. That's even better. But it's just, I just, you know. Mm
1: -hmm. So with regards to
0: the ayah... uh, No, 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 no. no, no, Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, Just slow down. We're not going into a discussion here mm -hmm. right now. Just very quickly, any follow-on questions? Not discussion of ta'lil. Yeah. Can the figure be paid
1: in... So meaning, let's say, for the next Ramadan, you're planning not to fast The
0: woman? Yeah, that shouldn't happen, by the way. That shouldn't happen. I do believe that there has to be a real, يعني, uh, يعني, that there's got to be a real actual belief that there's going to be a harm. The idea that next Ramadan I'm going to be in this, you don't know, there could be miscarriages, but baby could stop feeding, there could be, uh, يعني, we shouldn't ever be thinking in advance. Yeah, so you don't pay in advance that I'm going to be pregnant next year or I'm going to be breastfeeding because I've just started breastfeeding, I'm definitely going to be breastfeeding you know what, that's what everyone thinks, then Hajj comes in, then people, milk runs out, then then work starts, everything changes, we don't do it like that, it's got to be and even I have to tell you that even when a woman is breastfeeding or pregnant, I'm also not fully comfortable in a person saying you know what, I just read the first word and I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to fast, I actually want them to have a go and that caused a big headache when I, when I started teaching this position as well, they said, "Asta." how can you tell a woman to throw herself into her arms away and whatever which is just stupidity it's not going to kill you it's only fasting right but a person they, they test themselves they realize how problematic it is for them and how problematic it isn't right they, they, they have that uh, different kind of uh, uh, of approach Farooq is, uh, is uh, Zareen inside as well he's not here yeah okay um, so um, yeah yeah one final again
1: pay and
0: fast yes pay and fast is there any other example of that
1: anybody else has to
0: pay and fast uh, a, 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 a person a person who didn't make it up um, they're very strong on the one who's menstruating that would be I mean, the more the more imams are a lot more comfortable in almost saying why is it that you delayed this for over a year especially if it goes over a year into the next Ramadan and they said why did you not make it up in the year and you know someone might say that's the immediate logical response. Why are you allowing her or for not the one who's menstruating? Because menstruating is five days a month. Eight days a month. It's never the whole month and consecutive years. Sometimes it's not even going to come. Sometimes it's not going to happen. Some, some, you know, I, I think that there's, I I, I think my argument sounds, but Allah knows best. Right. Um, so, back with the actual text then, back at the top of page 33 of Al-Mumti' So... Um, وَظَاهِرِ كَلَامُ الْمُؤَلِفُ وَهُوَ قَوْلُ الصَّحِيْحِ Shaykh Uthameen's uh, position is that it is obligatory for the Imam أن يُكَبِّرَ تَكْبِيرًا مَسْمُوعًا يَسْمَعُهُ مَنْ خَلْفَهُ It is obligatory for the Imam to say the takbir. Obligatory. For the following two reasons. Because of the action of the Prophet If this was not obligatory, then there would be no need for him to tell Abu Bakr رضي الله عنه to make the takbir. That's his first evidence. Has anyone got a response to that? I don't, I'm don't. i not convinced by that argument. I just don't think it's the strongest argument to obligate something. I think that yeah, and it makes common sense that you're, you're leading a jama'ah and it's nice if they can hear what's going on and see what's going on. And if you have Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu available, then why would you not use him? To, to say that his action obligated it is very difficult. And also I want you to know, that just an action of the Prophet obligating something is not very common. Normally, we want a statement from the Prophet ﷺ which obligates something. That's not exclusive, but I mean, yeah, yes, yeah, so we'll that, anyway,
1: that.
0: Yeah, it's not a big change. Yeah, I agree. Um, this is another interesting. His, he goes. The second evidence he goes. This is really questionable. Two things that Sheikh Atim is going to say, which with my greatest respects, of course, I, 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 I actually disagree with. He goes, he goes, it's not possible for the people to follow the imam properly, except by the takbir being made properly, loudly, so everyone can hear it. And salah is a wajib, and we could bring out the old chestnut, whatever leads to the wajib, then it itself is wajib. Whatever wajib cannot be fulfilled, except by something, then it itself becomes wajib. And this Asal this qa'idah, this is what we call a maxim, this rule in fiqh that um, you know, that some scholars use, is questionable in of itself. A lot of people, they argue wudhu, they say wudhu is wajib because you can't do the wajib prayer. Wajib means obligatory. So wudhu is obligatory because you can't do the obligatory prayer. We say no, wudhu is obligatory by itself. Wudhu is obligatory by direct text. Wudhu is obligatory by direct revelation. It's not obligatory because the prayer needs it. Okay, it, that's one of the things that it needs. It's a condition. But it has been obligated in and of itself. So we could actually argue about that. I also, also. So, Sheikh, uh, you see, this is why I feel confident to argue this. To give you an idea of the student of knowledge about when he should argue, when he shouldn't argue. Why am I getting the confidence to argue with a giant like Sheikh Uthameen? Because immediately he started to try and rationalize his position. So he said, if an imam goes into sajda, uh, sorry, when imam is rising from the sajda, and he does not raise his voice in takfir, so when are the people going to stand up? They are not going, لا يقومون إلا إذا شرع في الفاتحة وجهر بها مع أن جهره بالفاتحة على سبيل الاستحباب وليس في كل الصلاة ولا في كل ركعة ما عدا الفجر يعني, he says that the only time they're going to stand up is when they start hearing the Fatiha. So I say, what's wrong with that? Yeah, and if that's when they stand up, when they start hearing the Fatiha, uh, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't say the Takbir, but to obligate saying the Takbir so that they stand up before Fatiha, I just can't see the, the direct evidence. Then he makes a more interesting point. He goes, um, the, that to recite Fatiha loudly is only recommended and not obligatory. Now that's, Yani, if that's the case I want to know what the difference is I think he's going to argue that the difference between takbir me obligating it being said loudly and fatiha not obligatory is because fatiha is for your Maza, it's for your own pleasure and takbir is allowing you to move from the prayer move from essential position to position is the point not that if it's not
1: uh, obligatory to sort of recite fatiha out loud yeah and you didn't make Yep. That's,
0: that's his point. That's Sheikh Batameen's point. He's saying that if you leave the takbir being said loud as not obligatory and reciting of fatiha not obligatory, then you've, then you've left the people uh, as they are. I say, and a number of scholars say, that it remains recommended. Both of them re- remain recommended. What's Why? <clears throat> because what's obligatory is for the jama'ah to follow. And if it means that they follow in a different way, then so be it. So, so, for, so for example, we're not debating that it's at least recommended for the imam to do that to help the, the musalli. So yeah, a person that intentionally does not make takbir to say, you know, I'm going to punish these packs behind me yeah, and leave them there. That guy's lost his head, it shouldn't be the imam, right? But now we're asking a different question. We're saying, is it obligatory for him to do so? If he forgot and he stands up What does he have to do? Does he have to do that's the the question. It's a legal question. And I say, no, he doesn't. If the people stand up by one way or the other, he did his job. If, for example, the people say, what about like I've done, which is when you actually realize when you're leading the prayer and you forget that you're leading, it's always the takbir to the ruku'ah that you forget. You remember the rest because you suddenly hear everyone freaking out, right? But you always forget that one. Now, I've never led a prayer and gone for ruku'ah and everyone stand there. If you didn't hear the tatbir, you'd go for ruku'ah. Which goes back to the original question, or an original question, which is, what do people follow? Do people follow a sound or a movement? And I say, you follow the movement. I say, you follow the movement, that's the asl, that's the principle of continuing lines. We can never legislate. Yani, yeah, I want to say to you that, that, let's look at some hypothetical scenarios. Let's say that suddenly there was like a flash mob prayer announcement. Everyone's going to turn up at or 10,000 people, Right? 10,000 people apply, to come up to Cheadle oh. to pray. The only way it's going to happen is that the car park's going to fill up and it's going to keep going backwards, right? At that moment, there's no way that we can legislate for all the sounds. We can maybe you know, delegate a few people to you Mukabbar, you but we're not covering for that. But we won't need to worry because you will know that whatever happens, the people behind will be following the people in front of them. They won't have a... So I'm, I'm comfortable with the idea that I, I, I don't believe it is obligatory. And I'm happy with the Hanbali school position on this. Alright, the humbly madhab itself. So, Shaykh Ithameen's position, m- m- make a note, obligatory to make the takbir out loud for the people behind. The school, not obligatory. My class position, not obligatory. And Allah knows best. Such as his, and so he needs to, the, the, so the, the, the sentence continues, the Imam needs to make the people behind him hear him, just like he does in the beginning to raka'ah of every prayer other than the two dhuhrs and the two dhuhrs okay uh, is a is a, a naming system when things are very obvious you know, I, i've mentioned this before the arabic language is one that uses metaphors of course but it also uses phrases that are very apparent for something so you know uh, uh like the waj, the face is often used to refer to the person because it's the most obvious and most you know apparent when the Prophet ﷺ says Al-Hajj wa Arafah, Arafah, actually arafa is Hajj. It's because it's the dominant reality of Hajj. And so using that to describe the, the full is a basic principle in Arabic. Likewise, Zahar is obviously one of the Zahars, but Asr is the other Zahar because it's in that rough time. And it's dominant by that rough time. Okay? So, therefore he's referring to Fajr, Maghrib, and Isha. So likewise... This Imam is saying that it is recommended for any Imam, he should make sure that he recites out loudly in these two prayers. Okay? You know also that you should know that Maghrib and Isha' are also called al ishaini Okay? al Aini, the two Isha' So the two Dhuhrs are known as Dhuhr and Asr, and the two Isha's are Maghrib and Isha' And actually you find in Hadith, many times, Isha al Awal, or, or the, the word Isha referring to Maghrib and not Isha. Actually referring to Maghrib and not Isha. So you've got to be on on the, on the ball when you see that. Okay? So, what then does the Sheikh say then? What does it refer to? So this therefore includes Maghrib, Isha, Fajr, even though Fajr only has two. It includes Juma prayer, it includes the two Eid prayers it includes salatul istisqa the salat the salat for rain okay wa-Taraweeh, the optional night prayer that's coming up wal witr includes the witr prayer singular or congregational and salatul kusuf which is the moon eclipse prayer wa kullu ma tushra fiha al jamaa any single prayer in which there is a congregational prayer which is uh, uh, legislated I think that's a mistake from Sheikh Uthameen, by the way. He said that, but the janazah is a congregational prayer that you don't recite out loudly. I don't know whether he forgot that when he said that statement, okay, or whether he's following the position of Abdullah ibn Abbas, because you know that one of the opinions uh, that exists with the janazah prayer is that it is recited out loud. And this used to be the position of Abdullah ibn Abbas. You know, like we do in Makki Masjid. You know, you often hear at the Jama'at Ali Hadith, they follow this position. Al-Hadis, you, when you pray behind them in a uh, janazah prayer, they follow the opinion of Ibn Abbas. And whether that is an opinion that Ibn Abbas believed in, or what I think actually Ibn Abbas did that only to teach the people behind him what to say, which I think is far more likely, then, I don't know, maybe Shaykh Uthameen is thinking of that. But actually, not every jama'ah prayer is said out loud. Uh, so anyway, Sheikh Uthameen says, It is sunnah an Yajharabil bil qira'ah. Okay, it is sunnah to be loud in your recitation. You see, he's very comfortable saying that for the for the salah, but he wants the takbir to be said out loud. I find that, any interesting. It's not a ridiculous argument, because he will say that Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, he stood up and he made the takbir louder, but he didn't recite. That's what he, Sheikh Uthamin will say. he didn't say that he didn't make the recitation louder, but that Allahu Akbar. And that's why when we have a mukabir, you don't hear him recite the whole prayer again. You don't hear him recite anything else, mm-hmm. other than the takbir and the... Uh, uh, and, and uh, you know whatever is necessary yeah um, Sheikh then asked a question uh, which I've been asked a few times as well I've never been really convinced of the right answer but let's see what Shaykh Utameen says he goes um, why is the night prayer silent and the uh, sorry why are the night prayers recited out loud so Salah Maghrib Isha' Fajr Tahajjud Taraweeh it's a loud prayer and the prayer of the day are sirriya. So this is what we call the salawat jahriya and the salawat si- sirriya. The sirriya are and asr, the prayer of the main day. Why is that? Mm-hmm. So I've told you before that we don't know the actual reason. That's something from Allah. But maybe one of the wisdoms is that in the night time, he says, Shaykh means says, taqillu fihi alwaswas yani distractions are, are minimal. And wa fihi alqalb wal this is where I, he loses me a little bit. He says that... Um, yeah, and if I've understood what he said, he goes that basically, because it's quieter, and the, the, everything is more calm, people aren't working, not so much traffic, sound, everything is quiet. When someone is to recite out loud, you are more connected to that person. And if you're more connected to that person, then you've got a better chance of following him. I like what he says you got a better chance following him. And you know that in the obligatory prayers, or uh, when you're praying in Maghrib or isha, Surah Al-Fatiha does not become obligatory for you to recite when you are praying behind the Imam. Okay, according to the three Imams. Shafi'i says, of course, you need to recite Fatiha all the time. But Abu Hanifa, there's no reciting of Fatiha at any time. The other two Imams, if you can hear it, then you don't need to recite it. Okay? Whereas if you can hear it, recite it, in the Dhuhr and Asr, the day is so noisy... You can't hear it, so you might as well recite it yourself. That's basically his argument. That's basically any his argument for why he thinks that nighttime is loud for people to come together on that tira'ah. How does that help the individual person, though? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that helps the individual person because the person is praying by himself. What's the argument? I don't know. Um. okay? Okay. Left. <Sessly> Allah, <Sessly> Allahu Akbar. Allahu
1: Allah, Allahu Allah, Akbar. <Sessly> <Allah-u-ak-bar,
0: Allah-u-ak-bar.
1: Sessly> You heard
0: Few minutes left. Can't believe Yani that I thought that we were going to get to the hands, and we're miles away. But anyway, um, at least still yeah. one.
1: Yeah. By the way, we've got some, mashallah, inside information now. Right. Virgin Media cut line six weeks ago.
0: And is that when it all started happening?
1: Yeah.
0: And they, they never admitted four it. Four weeks
1: for it to the, the server went down. They cut the line when they were doing some building work. Right. And for the past six, seven
0: weeks, been problems. I mean, and not told anyone. Uh, this is the guy who builds the top end, the yeah. end. And so basically when the internet hops we lose it right and so you have to reboot the router to connect it take and so basically he's saying another four weeks and then it should be sorted right but this is the what you know so that's doing. the reason Yeah. and the uh, compensation everything all no idea he's
1: the insider who builds the virgin and BT direct top end
0: bunch of flip end inside. bro we are going to find compensation claims that you've never seen before. <laughs> we are the people who created Whiplashyani. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we,
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take these boys to so the cleaners like a way they've never seen. Loss of time, making me repeat sentences again. not Oh, up. right, right,
1: right.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't care if we're online. I don't care for it online. I just want to make it clear that everyone who has a good idea for claiming, okay, you tell me, because I'm going to put the world's biggest claim in against virgin you've ever seen. You've ever seen. The emotional hurt for Shazad getting blamed for every single time. Can we put a value on that, please? Huh? I'm, I don't mind that. That's why I said, I don't mind that. That's why I said, can you lot put emotional value on that? Because, you know what I mean, you take one for the team, I happily give it, enjoy it. I want you guys to put a value. it got to be at least, what, 9, 10, 11 grand there, gotta be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's, yeah, he's, not, he's not like Yani, you know. He's a, he's a proper banda, he's MBE, Yani, you know, member of the British Empire or whatever because it is. Yeah? Okay?
1: <laughs> <He's>, yeah.
0: <laughs> Are you kidding me? Get the
1: off, yeah. Get the
0: then the customer's man goes, Really, is that true? <laughs> Honestly, he just says, Is that true? He's MBE. what it stands for, though. Oh, what does it stand for? I don't know what it stands for. Yeah, it may it's a member of the class Initiative or something like that. One. I don't care what it stands for. Anyway, let's finish off this at least chapter, and at least we know that next year we can start with an actual beginning a point. Um, and that is that anyone who's not an imam, it is, obli- it is required for them to be able to allow them to hear themselves. So we know that the Hanbali school, they insist on a person having to recite in a way where it's not just the words articulated but that they can hear they can hear the word themselves all right they do have a caveat which is good they said that if you, but there are some times when you can't hear yourself where it's not your fault. So if you're reciting and you've got an pneumatic drill going off and because you're working in a building yard, there's no way you're hearing anything that you're saying. So do the humbly say that this person you know, haram or something that he's not recited? No. This was a man, this was something that was prohibiting them hearing, but he did everything that he did. So even the, even the schools themselves allow for some kind of leeway in this issue. But as we said, our class position is that there is no evidence to, make sure, to obligate a person having to hear themselves. Remember we said that, yes? Our class position is, is that as long as a person recites and they know that they've said the word... I remember I know, and I know I just said Allah, but I didn't hear my words say it. But I said it, I articulated it, and nothing else came as a result. Then we're okay with that. Okay? And Sheikh he mentioned something very interesting. He goes, subhanAllah, he goes, it's amazing. He's playing around now. He goes... Uh, they, he goes He well, goes It's really strange that these scholars here They said it's an absolute obligation That a person must hear himself When he makes a takbir and kira'ah. But if a person was to say to his wife A man was to say to his wife In the chapter of divorce anti That you are divorced And then she's divorced <laughs> Even if he doesn't hear himself say it in, According to the Hanbali's This is the weirdest of weird ones, right? That if he says to a woman, his wife, you are divorced, and he didn't, but he articulated, because you know, the issue of divorce when it gets to the whole talaq thing is a mega focus point. You know, can you send a text message? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can someone else pass a message on? Blah, 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 and whatever. So it goes into a lot of detail. Even when a guy is saying directly to his wife, you are divorced. But he said it in a way, where he knows he says it, or believes he knows he said it, but he can't, forget, he can't hear it himself that he said it, let alone he, her hearing it. And according to the Hanabila, it is done. It's not a condition basically that he has to hear it. So he's, he's calling him out on a point which is fair. He goes, I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's crazy. And he goes, this is the haqq of Allah. Uh, لَا أَن, تس, أن تسمع نَفْسَكْ وَفِي حَقَ وَلَا He goes, and he makes a really beautiful point. He goes, the haqq of Allah is not like the same as the haqq of the people. The haqq of the people is far more serious. So in the haqq of the people, Allah, you're obligating that you must say and you must hear yourself. In the haqq of the people, you don't obligate it. And in an area which is the even most most serious, which is a talaq. Which you destroy someone's life by. And you don't need to hear what's being said. So this is a nice point that he makes for pointing out an anomaly in the fiqh. And Jameean. Uh, you know, may Allah have mercy upon our scholars. We all get things right and make mistakes. So that, folks, is pretty much it. Bring up the uh, thingy. Let's give a portal, ya habibi. Ya Allah, Shazad, wake up. So, uh, folks, online. My apologies for Shazad um, being useless as you always and destroying the internet and not allowing Sorry, I'm just I'm just adding to the compensation claims. <laughs> So at least I can say she said that was nine times, ten times. Okay. Um, then, uh, you know, but anyway, Alhamdulillah, I, am, I apologize to everyone uh, online that they can't take part in the party. We have so much food, mashallah, Tabarakallah, because this is the last lesson. Um, Ramadan should start. Should. We're hoping if everyone cleans their eyes properly and they don't see the moon when it's not there then it should inshallah start on the Wednesday night tarawih and Thursday next Thursday should be the start of fasting but you know what happens isn't it certain people yeah, they get magic lenses and they see things on Tuesday night when they can't see it but if some Muslims see it on Tuesday night we'll go with it but we should expect it to be on Wednesday night tarawih, and that means this is our last lesson dates we going to start quoting some dates yeah so you guys do need to be aware of dates. dates yeah these are provisional dates uh, folks um uh uh, provisional dates for revision sessions for the year and exam date um also if you look on the uh, forum that's people who are here and people who are already at home and you'll see the links to the uh, fasting session that we did a pdf that has the text there as well and uh whatever okay So let me just make some important announcements. Number one, one, retreat not happening. Retreat this year is not happening, confirmed September that first weekend. I mentioned you can clear that out of your diary. That's now become the LP exam weekend. Well done with that for replacing the retreat dream of everyone with an exam. Well done. Whoever whoever chose that. July 19th and 26th. July 19th and 26th will be the, the review sessions that you should view on the portal. You'll get an email about that soon. You're also going to get an email, everybody. Make sure you re-opt in, you know, this whole European GDR data regulation email, opt-in, we're going to have to probably send one out as well. I don't know how we're going to, I'm going to write some pendu version where I say, all right, boys, we've been forced to sign you out, so sign back in again, brother. Yeah? So alright, might, might write that, Yanni, myself. And 1st um, and 2nd of September is the original exam, and then there will be a, a second one after. Yep. And year seven will, according to Widad's great amal and hope and optimism, will start somewhere in September if I am in this country not taking the holiday of my life. Okay? Uh, So, um, because it's time now for salah, I will answer some of the questions uh, that are online. I will come to you guys. I will join the forum later tonight and answer your questions in person, in text. Okay, everybody? Thank you for attending. Please reread your notes. Please study. Please take the lesson seriously. It's been a pleasure studying with you this year. I don't know whether we did anything. Our QP launch also will be in September, in September as well. Make sure that happens. We have Naveed. It's going to be part of that in Idris. And there's uh, a uh, London, I'll see you guys on July 14th. I'll be going July 14th. It's going to be a big event. Big event. Lots of things happening. Surprise things happening. 10-year anniversary. Dominion. All happening on the same night. Oh, yes. Zak a Assalamualaikum wa Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Astaghfirullah. Okay, guys, we're signing you out of the podcast.